Well, this morning for chapel today, we have with us our Executive Student Government Association team. Uh, these seven students were elected by the student body last spring uh, to serve in a couple of different capacities. Um, the mission of SGA is really to represent the student body in a variety of ways, including recreational life through intramurals, um, through things like the kayaking trip this weekend, they do social events and activities, oversee clubs and organizations. Uh, these seven students are also part of the larger student senate, uh, which is comprised of class council members, uh, representatives from the RAs and from the Student Athletic Advisory Committee. Um, so those students also represent you on academic policy, academic curriculum committees, um, represent you to the trustees. Uh, so they are advocates on your behalf. Um, that you elected in the spring. So we're gonna get to know them a little bit more this morning, I have a couple of questions for them. So first we have Justin Reed, who's our Director of Spiritual Life. Yes. Yes. So you may have seen, Justin also works on campus in the campus store. I notice, um, Justin, tell us a little bit about your ENC wardrobe and what percentage of it is from the school store. Uh, if I'm not wearing something from American Eagle, it's probably from the school store. I'd say like 60% of my wardrobe I bought there. Um, if you see the hats, I probably have them, except for the picnic trucker looking one. Yeah, don't buy that one. That one isn't good. <laughs> also, you may not know this about Justin, but Justin, you have quite a few siblings. Uh, can you tell us about your siblings? How do you get along with them? And a little bit more about your family. Uh, so I'm one of 11. Um, I have nine sisters and one brother, uh, so we're a little outnumbered. Um, we get along well for the most part. Sometimes we fight, I think back to, uh, I was probably like five or six, and it was just me and my older sister at that point at home. And we didn't have a pool or anything like that, but it was the summer, and there was this green bucket that was probably like this big, and I told my older sister, I said, Brianna, if you get on my side of the bucket one more time, I'm going to bite you. <laughs> and she did. So I, I bit her on the arm, and <laughs> I got sent to my room. Uh, but we're fine now. We've worked through it. So be careful if you cross Justin. Lesson learned. Uh, next, we have Becca Martell, who is the Vice President and Director of Finance. Yes. And Becca, I hear you have an interesting story about that involves some laundry. So can you tell us a bit about your laundry mishaps? Yeah, so um, last year I moved into Young halfway through the year. Um, for those of you who don't know, my roommate last year fell down the quarries and broke her foot. Um, and so we would use the elevator during the daytime, obviously, but when I would do my laundry, I would take the stairs. Um, so we lived on the fourth floor, so I was walking up the stairs. I was actually with JL. And my foot got stuck in the stairs, and I fell up the stairs. And as I was falling, all of my laundry fell down the stairs. <laughs> and so I just lay there laughing, and Jail took a picture of me. So, yeah. There's proof somewhere that we could all see, yes. Uh, well, Becca is in charge of the money on SGA, so it's important to know. Becca, tell us a little bit about some of your pet peeves so we, we might avoid them. Um, I have a really weird pet peeve. Um, when you go to a restaurant and they give you a drink, they always give you your, you know, your straw. And it's always wrapped, um, and it gets me so frustrated when someone like unwraps their straw and just leaves the wrapper just fully in the, just in the table, just right there. I always have to pick it up and roll it up and put it to the corner of the table so I can't see it. So, yeah. 
Next we have Rachel Sullivan, who's the administrative assistant. She also oversees clubs and organizations. So if you join us for the club carnival, which I'm sure you've seen advertised around campus, uh, Rachel has been working with club leaders on that. Yes, it's tonight at five o'clock outside, Rachel. Yes. Rachel, tell us a bit about uh, the weirdest injury you've ever had. Uh, so when I was five, um, my older sister had an Easy Bake Oven. Um, hopefully you guys know what that is. But I was using her Easy Bake Oven when she wasn't home. And when she got home, she got so mad at me. And like my mom just said, oh, let her use it. Like she's your younger sister. And she got so mad at me, she stabbed me right like under my eye and had to go to the hospital. And I got four stitches. And so I have a little scar underneath my eye because of my sister. So Rachel's pretty transparent, so we're going to go even further. Tell us about the most awkward situation you've found yourself in. Okay, this one's really embarrassing, too. Um, so a week into dating my boyfriend currently, um, we were watching a movie in his room with the door open, and, and it was like the middle of the movie, dead silent, and I just farted right in front of him. Transparency here on SGA. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Noah Cheney, who's our director of recreational life, overseeing intramurals, uh, kayaking this weekend, and a lot of other activities you can look forward to this semester. He also is a member of the men's basketball team. So, Noah, we'd like to hear, yes. Yeah. We'd like to hear maybe a story about something that's happened to you on the men's basketball team, uh, maybe something funny that's happened. Well, uh, I'd have to say the funniest thing that happened was last year, the last game of the year. So just to give a little backstory, I have two of the same pairs of shoes. They're the same shoes, same color. One's like a size, half a size smaller. So we go, it's against Curry and it's at Curry. And I get into the locker room, we're all like changing, getting ready. And I go to put on my shoes and I realize I brought two right-footed shoes. And it was the last game of the year, so I was, like, really nervous and, like, what am I going to do? Thankfully, Rachel brought, went to the locker room and got my other pair of shoe, but it was, I did bring the right shoe. <laughs> and then one more question for Noah. Noah, can you tell us, where's the weirdest place you've ever fallen asleep? Another tough one. Um, well, as... Some of you know, Memorial and Shields does not have AC. Um, <clears throat> and it's been hot recently, so nobody blame me for this. But you know when you're like kind of half asleep, half awake, you don't really know what you're doing, but you kind of realize what you did the next morning? Well, I woke up with a Snapchat from my roommate, Cody Cook. And in that Snapchat, it was a picture of me with my head stuffed into the bottom of the fridge with a pillow just laying there. I was out probably for like four or five hours in the middle of the night in the bottom of my fridge trying to cool down. We look forward to the photos of that around campus as well. Next we have Aaron Hebert. Aaron's our director of student events. This is his second year on executive SGA. Yes. Yes. Aaron is quite the world traveler and travels a lot. Most recently he just went to New York City. So along those lines, Aaron, I'm wondering, how many times have you seen Mamma Mia? Well, I have um, seen the first Mamma Mia a lot of times. K 
can't remember. Uh, second one, I've seen it five times, and it's still in the theaters. <laughs> and uh, I saw Mamma Mia on Broadway twice, and when it came to Boston twice. So big fan of musicals. And Aaron, thinking of music, if you were a wrestler, what would be your entrance song? I'd have to say, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, here I go again. My, my, how can I resist ya? Next we have J.L. Bork, who's our director of publicity. She oversees the SGA social media. And if you don't have the ENC events app, you should download that right away to get an idea of what's happening on campus. So if you know J.L. at all, she's pretty adventurous. And sometimes those adventures have led to some accidents. Um, so J.L., can you tell us a bit about um, your teeth? How many of your teeth are real? How many are fake? And uh, what, what led to this? Well, um, in the fourth grade, I don't know if anyone knows Rachel Gadis, but she was there. I was dared to jump off the swing, and I've never not done a dare, so I jumped off the swing, and my face hit some kid's head as he was, like, running along. And so mm, he had a bunch of stitches, and I had to take one of my teeth taken out, and the other one was wired in. So I have a fake front tooth that I can take out whenever I want to and scare people. <laughs> Hidden talents on SGA. Um, JL, can you tell us also a bit about what's the coolest thing you've ever won? Um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Assassins, but it's this like two and a half month water gun fight. We played it in high school, and um, I was playing it, and I went a little too hard, and I won that because I wore a fake beard for like a month and a half. <laughs> Dedication here on SGA. Yes. And then we have Monica, who is our student body president. Yes. <laughs> She also serves in a variety of capacities. She is your representative to the Board of Trustees, meets regularly with the Vice Presidents, uh, with the CEO of the college, and is on the Presidential Search Committee as well. So Monica, can you settle it once and for all? How do you pronounce your last name? Lie. Just kidding, that's wrong. It's Lee. <laughs> Thank you. That'll just confuse everybody more. Yes, now yes, still up in the air. And then also, tell us a little bit about your love of, of Cheetos, and how do you prefer your Cheetos? So I love Flaming Hot Cheetos, but the problem that I have is that I hate the Cheeto dust that gets on your fingers, and then it just stains your fingers. So I like to eat them with chopsticks, because that just resolves that problem. So. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're SGA, executive SGA. Good morning, everyone. So just to start off this morning, um, I would like to introduce your class councils. So if you hear your council called, blah, 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 sorry. Um, if you hear your council clock, if you hear your council called, please stand. Um, sophomore class council, please rise. Junior class council, please rise. 
Senior class council, please rise. As the president of your student-led government association, I wish to recognize that these people will be acting as your hands and feet of this overarching mission statement that we will be actively working towards this year. Excuse you. As we strive to honor God, we aim to encourage, empower, and serve the community of ENC by inspiring students to seek out opportunities and find their why. Soon, to join these individuals will be the freshman class council, and these are your student leaders and SGA, and we are ready to serve you guys. So um, I wanted to start off a story about how uh, my first day of my sophomore year of high school, a teacher got mad at me because I wanted to drop a math class. And I'm not going to tell you what her name was, but I'm going to call her Mrs. Raisins because I personally didn't like raisins, so yeah, so. Uh, Mrs. Raisins was the head of the math department, and I wanted to drop down from the advanced track of the honors of the advanced track of math down to the um, honors track of math, and that was essentially going to cut out an algebra class out of my schedule for the entire year. And she asked me, why are you settling down into a lower track? I explained to her that I wanted to take a course in metals fabrication, and she just looked at me all flustered. Have you ever talked to your parents? I mean, yeah, I have, I'm sorry. Have you even talked to your parents? <laughs> You're going to have a bad back by the time that you're 40. You're potentially choosing a career that will not be around forever, and you're going to be surrounded by not the greatest people. You should be taking more STEM courses because that's where you'll be making more of your money. By dropping down to a lower level course, you've really limited your options for the rest of your life. Um, Ms. Raisins had the best of intentions for me. She really, really wanted me to strive to be the best that I could be. She wanted to challenge me. She wanted me to, to stay in that advanced track course because she believed in me that I was capable of excelling and succeeding. But that's not where I felt that I needed to be. And, you know, in some ways she was right about that opportunity being a place that I could really excel in. Because growing up in a single parent subsidized housing unit, this advanced track math course could have possibly opened up more opportunities for me to go to a highly acclaimed university, to have a stable six-figure income, and even guarantee an early re retirement. But welding intrigued me, and something pulled me to it. I couldn't explain it. I was not thinking about my life ahead. I was thinking about the opportunities that were in front of me, that this was possibly my only shot at taking a welding class, so I took it. Every decision we make, whether we realize it or not, is a door that we enter, but as we enter one door, other doors are closed behind us, and that's okay. As human beings, we were never meant to have the capability to do everything, but God has given each and every one of us a unique set of talents and interests. So what we are really doing is prioritizing the vast amount of options that are set before us. So when we say in our mission statement that you should seek out opportunities, excuse me, trust what you like, trust what inspires you, 
Trust yourself enough to know that you will seek out, seek out opportunities that you will find worthwhile. In the process of seeking opportunities best suited for your God-given gifts, you may find your why in the process. These little sparks of passion will not carry you through your life, but they can illuminate the next step you need to take. Choosing to do metals fabrication didn't alter my life in any way. Choosing not to do the advanced track in math did not alter my life in any way either. The small decisions that you do make, how you make them and why you make them matters. And to actively engage and get involved within the community can make a world of difference, not just for yourself, but also for another individual. Um, Jesse Ruiz is somebody that comes to mind as well. He's a senior student. He is a sports management major. And his freshman year, he saw on a bulletin board outside of the SGA office um, a poster that said, intramurals, referees wanted. And from there, he applied to be an intramurals ref. His junior year, he was the, he was the uh, director of rec life. And this year, he is our senior class president. Our overarching SGA Bible verse for this year is Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Fast forward a year later to my junior year of high school, I decided to TA for the freshman seminar class um, of medals. Quincy High School was a vocational school, so we had a lot of career and technical classes that freshmen all were required to rotate through. And so freshman classes were broken up into different groups, and everyone got to see what it was like to um, spend a day as a nurse or as a child daycare staff member or be, a, be in the business classes, be in culinary classes, and take some shop classes like metals, electrical, and plumbing. With a year of welding under my belt, I had the opportunity to help the head metals fabrication teacher demonstrate some of the basic tasks and skills that the class offered. Um, one of the things that, they, that the students did in the last portion of the class was a final project. And pretty much uh, they made these hangers and they were the ones doing it throughout the process. They had the strips of metal and they had to bend them, they had to shape them, and they had to weld them. When students had the chance to catch me one-on-one -on -one because for most of them, this was the first time that they were welding. Some of the questions that they would ask me were, are my eyebrows going to burn off? What if I accidentally weld my hand to the metal? Am I going to die? And there's a lot of advances that welding has made so that you can safely weld. And no one was going to die, especially not with tack welding. Before I started to TA for metals, only half the class ever wanted to try to weld. And I think that when they saw me as a TA, they, they also saw me as a challenge. Because 
they saw this timid, shy 16-year-old girl who was in the class as well, who was taking the course. And they said to themselves, you know, if she can do it, I probably could too. We use gas metal arc welding to tack weld the hangers together. For every student, I would hold the torch, and essentially students who wanted to tack weld their own hangers would be able to allow to pull the trigger. It was scary at first. The sparks and the buzz, it was pretty intense, but it was over like that. In one split second, students could actually experience what it was like to feel the power surge through the welding torch and finish the product that they had made by scratch. I remember entering this classroom during my freshman year. I remember how terrified I was as well. I was not expecting to gain anything out of the class because I didn't expect myself to be in that class. I didn't imagine myself there. I was not this burly, blue-collared man. I couldn't lift anything over 30 pounds. And I couldn't do any, I, I didn't want to do something that didn't guarantee my happiness or my survival. And this didn't seem like a viable option for me. I was entering unchartered territory that I could never, that I had never entered and I had never imagined myself entering before. And I needed someone to quietly reassure me and encourage me to go for it. The freshman seminar class, Mr. Tebalt sought to break down every no you can't within that experience. To reinforce within every student that because the school gives them the opportunity to weld, they are capable of doing it. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And there is power in that. Just because you are not ready does not mean that you are not worthy. Just because you do not think you have all the requirements does not mean that you cannot pursue a calling that is felt from deep within. All that is required is that you are both willing and humble. And those two qualities are foundational in the making of a leader. In the medals course, I was not the first female welder in the class, and I was not the best welder that they had ever seen. I wasn't even the best. I was pretty much on the lower end of that chart, so. Um, I remembered entering this class during my freshman, oh, I repeating that, I'm sorry. Um, but what I was was just an example of someone who was just living out what I was passionate about and sometimes that is all people need to light their own way. If she could do it, maybe I could too. Mr. Tebalt shined his light and it ignited my way. In turn, my light shined on the other people to ignite their way as well. Two students who spoke to me outside of the class after their freshman seminar class were Carmen and Jennifer. Both were enrolled in the program for three years and both individuals graduated with a diploma and a certificate in welding. Both are using their certificate as well. Carmen is currently enrolled at Wentworth Institute of Technology as an industrial engineering major, and she is on track to graduate 2020. Jennifer is currently enrolled as a full-time student at Mass Maritime after two years of being stationed by the US Navy in the Caribbean. Those ships need to be, need to be repaired, and she had the skills to do it. Mr. Tebalt and I would not take the credit for what Carmen and Jennifer has accomplished. What we will take credit for is our whys. We chose to manifest our whys ourselves. 
we wanted to pursue a tangible creation of our why. Mr. Tebalt wanted every individual to have a shot at a career that shaped him and sustained him. I wanted an opportunity to do something that just intrigued me. The light within us shone through in the opportunities that we saw for ourselves and for those around us. And that light burns deep within all of us. It is at the center of who we are, of our gifts, of our strengths, and of our talents. And, it, and most importantly, it's where our why resides as well. It is the most sacred aspect of our human being that no one else can touch or take away. And most importantly, the one part of ourselves that no one else but ourselves can ignite. There is a why seeking to be heard and seeking to be seen in each of us. It is a fire within all of us that is waiting to ignite. It is the place where our greatest, truest selves are waiting to be realized. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. You are living, you are breathing, and you are a student within the ENC community, and you will not be hidden. You have gifts and you have talents that need to be shared with the world, not just for your own sake, but for our sake as well. I didn't know how to end this, and I'm, I'm going to be very honest. I didn't. Within our mission statement, I have been struggling to define how to communicate what it means to search for our why. And that is something that I don't have the answer to. And I think it's in that place that why, it's where God resides as well. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I don't have the definition for that. But I hope throughout this school year and throughout your time here at ENC that you seek out opportunities and through that process, continuously find what your why may be. Thank you, everyone. All right, let's pray together. God, thank you so much for being with us in this space. Thank you that you inspire us, God, and Give us your creativity and your humor and your gifts, God, that we cannot even imagine. God, I pray that you'll continue to be with us, God. You'll continue to travel along with us in this journey, God, that you'll speak to us and that our ears will be open when you whisper, this is the way, now walk in it, God, that you'll give us the courage to walk in that path, Lord. And God, open our eyes to our, our friends and our fellow students, God, when they might need some help carrying that torch. Give us the strength. God, go with us from this place, God. May your spirit be with us. In your name we pray. Amen. Praise God from...